Good morning. Welcome to 12-Hour Broker Podcast. Ryan Wiley here. Okay, let's jump into it. I said, um, if you need something, on one of the last podcasts, I said, if you need something, you have a question, something you want me to find out, let me know. I had a bunch of emails come in, which is awesome. That tells me people are listening, they're engaged, they're hungry, thirsty for knowledge. Um, so I'm going to give you, we're going to start it today uh, with a very important piece. And then I've got like, geez, I've got another 10 podcasts to do just off of those emails. So please keep sending them in. And I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, I will make a podcast about it and I will give you the info. Okay. There's something else bigger being built behind the scenes. I won't go into, um, but it's very, very, very exciting. Uh, but let me talk about this. So, um, a broker been in the industry three years. I'm not going to use names. Um, said, Hey Ryan, can you share, can you kind of walk me through that initial phone call and your application call? And so those are two different podcasts. So we'll split that up. So this one, we're going to do the initial phone call. Okay. So this is, so I suggest, you know, you take notes from this, you transcribe this, you do what you do and then work it into your own way of talking because we all have our own ways of talking and it has to feel comfortable, has to feel original, authentic. Um, so that initial call is, so we get a lead comes in and we shoot out our calendar, quick introduction within an hour and they book a call. That initial call is, let's say it comes from a realtor. Um, most times like, it's not like, Hey, we're working on an application on that call. Okay. So this is an introductory call. This is serving a lot of purposes. It is letting that person know that I'm real or you're real. Um, it's a first impression. They've already seen an impression of how quickly you responded to their email and the fact that you gave access to their calendar. So there's already a little bit of a, okay, this guy or girl's on the ball and knows what they're doing. And they got back to me really quick, quick, which I really appreciate. Um, now they get to hear your voice and hear you as an expert and hear you talk. Okay. So it accomplishes that lets them know who you are. You're real, gives them some confidence, helps start establishing that trust but for you, it's equally as important for you, if not more important for you, because you're the gatekeeper to the business. You're the gatekeeper to who comes in and, you know, the ebbs and flows of your business, the the morale of your business, the, the energy of your business, the culture of your business, however you want to say that, it starts and stops with who you work with, you know, who you decide to partner with. And so if you're just talking, letting anybody in and you already know they're going to be, you know, they're disrespectful and they're wasting your time, like that's on you. So you can learn a lot from people on that first phone call and you get to understand the type of business you're doing and you kind of get to ask them certain questions. And by the end of that introductory phone call, it's usually 15, 20 minutes, everyone sort of knows where they stand. Okay. And then it's just, okay, now what do we do? All right. So we're, we deal with AAA clients. We're not going to tell them that on the phone, but I'm sourcing out that if, if they're a B client, someone has to go to a, you know, a B or private, we don't just go, Hey, we can't help you. We then outsource it. Okay. So we're, we just internally know, okay, that's not our person. We're not spending any more time after that call. We will make the introduction to someone that we trust. Okay. So it's here. Um, most of the time, there are eight clients coming on the, those phone calls. Okay, so we get the introduction. So I'm just going to kind of walk you through like a role play here, all right, and set you kind of some 
how I've done that so many times that I don't have a script to follow. It's kind of in my head. So you can write down as you choose. So it's like, bring, bring. And it's like, I'm like, hey, it's Ryan Wiley, mortgage broker. How are you? And they're like, very upbeat. Boom. And they're like, great. And I go, hey, just want to check that this is a, a good time still. And most times they're like, yeah, sometimes it's like, no, nah, can you call me back in five minutes? Okay. I need to, I need to know that up front. Um, cause sometimes they just won't listen and then you're just rambling on, um, because it doesn't work for them anymore. So confirm that's a good time. They're like, yeah, this still works. Great. That's awesome. I go, so, so I always reference back to how they get introduced to us because no one finds us online. That's just not the model we have, the model we want. Um, it is introduction really. So it's referral partners or past clients. And so I go like, like, how do you know John Smith, the realtor? Ah, oh, blah, 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 found him on YouTube, or he's a friend of a friend, or, uh, oh, who, who, who else? He worked with one of my friends. Oh, what was their friend's name? And a lot of times, like, I'll know that person. So I'll even reference that. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did their mortgage too. They're awesome. But right away, I'm, I'm establishing that rapport with the referral partner and be like, yeah, so we, yeah, we like John Smith. I'm like, yeah, you know what? And then I'll just confirm their decision and, or reaffirm their decision. And it will be something like this. Um, yeah, hey, I'm just going to tell you, we work with uh, tons of realtors all the time, and John Smith is, knows what he's doing. He is the best of the best. You're in such good hands. He genuinely cares about the clients he has. Um, so I'm really, really happy that you decided to partner with him because he's going to treat you right, and you're going to be better off. And they're like, oh, that, that's great. It's good to hear that. It's good. So you're, and a lot of that makes its way back to the referral partner, but I only partner with referral partners I truly feel that way about. Um, and then it just lets them know, oh, okay, cool. And you're being genuine and maybe a little vulnerable and whatever. Um, so we go, okay. And then I'll, and then here, this is key. You cannot let the client just start rambling on because they're going to tell you information that you don't need to know. And they're going to go down rabbit holes and it's going to waste everyone's time. So you have to control that conversation the entire time. Okay. So after that, I go, that's great. I go, okay. So let's say it's Sally. Sally, um, the purpose of this call is I want to get an understanding where you're at. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you some questions. And then based on those questions, I'm looking for red flags. I'm looking for reasons why we might not be able to work together or reasons why, you know, what you're trying to accomplish might not be able to happen. And then after I ask you those questions, I'm going to provide you some insight. Um, and then I'll answer any questions you have. And then if it makes sense, um, to go to the next level, I'll walk you through what that next step is. Okay. And they're like, Oh yeah, great. Okay. Start asking. And then boom. So right away, I'm kind of like, okay, I kind of know from the email introduction. Okay. The first time home buyer, let's say, so they're looking to buy a first time home. So I'll just confirm. Okay. So you are a first time home buyer. Awesome. And we do a lot of condos in Toronto. So, so you're looking to buy a condo in Toronto. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, so down payment and closing costs wise, uh, how much money do you, will you have when it comes time to purchase? And they'll tell me and I go, great. And I go, are those funds, I'll confirm those funds are in your name. You know, is it just you going on title? It is just me going on title. Okay. Those funds are in your name. Great. They're in Canada, obviously. Like if they say, you know, it's coming from a gift from overseas or whatnot, you confirm that. So you're confirming the down payment, closing costs, how much they have. Um, so that right there, you get that out of the gate. And then I'll go, okay. So employment wise, um, what do you do for a living? And they'll tell me I do this, this. Okay. Uh, and then I start digging deeper. So if they're self-employed, different conversation, I'm starting to go, okay, they're self-employed. How long have you been in business for? Are you sole proprietor, uh, incorporated? 
what do you do? Uh, are you up to date on your taxes? So I start asking that information. I'm writing these notes down. And if they're employee, I go, okay, are you a full-time employee? Yep, salary, hourly. Okay, salary, okay. Um, so if we were to get a letter of employment from your employer, would it state that you, you know, Sally is a full-time employee since this day with a guaranteed base salary of this? Yes, okay. I go, is there a commission or bonus component to that? Yes, okay, great. Um, and that's just telling me what sort of documents to ask for down the road or after this call. Um, hourly, that's great. What's your guaranteed hours per week? So I'm diving in to get an understanding of the employment, okay? And then I ask, we go into credit and I go, hey, on a scale of one to 10 for your credit, how good is your credit? 10 being like amazing. Well, seven, eight, nine, you know, blah, blah. And then you might get a little story there and you're like, okay. I go, that's, that's all I need for now. Have, has there been any consumer proposal or bankruptcy in your history? No, and 99% of the time it's no. You're like, okay, perfect. And then I'll ask about a timeline. So in a perfect world, if you've wrapped your head around, you're mentally there, you've seen the numbers, you can connect all the dots, you're comfortable with the budget, when would you love to be in your first home? Or whatever they're doing. When would you like this to close? When would you want your refinance? When would you like to move into your next property? When would you like to buy that rental property? When, like, when would you like to be? And then from there, you'll kind of know. If they say, oh, you know, next year sometime, then you go, okay. Then I need to find out why next year and why not now, okay? Um, if it's like, yeah, in three to six months. Now I know. Now I have a timeline. I know how, um, what level of priority to put on this file. If they say that, I kind of know the lay of the land there. And I go, okay. Um, so now we've already, so we've knocked off down payment and closing costs. Uh, we've knocked off employment. We've knocked off credit. We've knocked off their timeline, right? And then I'll go, okay, um, do you have an idea? Obviously, like, what are you doing right now? Are you living at home? Are you renting? Sort of, what are you spending? Okay. Do you have an idea all in? This is for a first-time homebuyer. Do you have an idea all in once you move into that property, when we include mortgage, property tax, condo fees if applicable? Sort of what your all-in budget is. Like, is there a couple hundred dollar range, like 2100 to 2400 Like, do you have any any reference on that number right now and they'll either be like no not really most of them not really and i go okay well you're paying 1800 a month in rent right now how is cash flow is it tight you're putting money away in savings on top of that they're like yeah good and i'm putting some money away in savings i go okay great it's one thing for me to approve you for the maximum amount but it's another thing for you to afford that and so i like to reverse engineer things i like to go what are your down payment and closing costs what is your monthly budget that you're comfortable with? And then based on those two numbers, the purchase price dictates itself, okay? And that's sort of where we start and that's what we do our budgeting on. And then if you decide you wanna move and shake and increase or decrease, we do that. But we need we need like a, a target right now to work on. And they're like, oh, that's awesome, awesome. So you're sort of walking them through the process and giving them, because they're all over the place right now. When, when you get on that call, they're all over the place. So now we know um, their monthly budget, which already, after you do this a lot of times, you'll kind of know the purchase price range, but you're not going to get into that with them on the call. And then I find out where are they at in the process. I go, okay, so where are you at in the process? No matter if it's pre-approval, they're selling and buying, buying rental, whatever it is, who have you spoken to? Have you spoken to your bank? Have you spoken to another broker? Like who have you talked to? I need to know who's involved. A lot of times, yeah, I talked to my bank three weeks ago and I have a pre-approval and I go, great. So if that's the case, like now we start going down those rabbit holes a little bit. Um, no, I haven't talked to anybody. Perfect. Uh, what, I've talked to my banker. What bank do you deal with? 
TV. Okay, I make note of that because that will come in. That will be valuable information down the road. Okay, I've talked to them or I had a pre-approval before and I go, okay, so why, kind of like why are we talking? You've got a pre-approval with TV. Is there something you weren't happy in the process? Where does that stand right there? Well, my realtor said that I should talk to you and to be honest, like the turnaround wasn't good. And I go, okay, I go, that's great. It's giving me information. I'm typing notes out here uh, because we're going to use this later on down the road against them really we're going to go hey you told me service at td wasn't up to par if you work with us we still work with td like we could actually place your mortgage there I'm, i don't know if that's the best place for you to go but we could place you there but instead of you dealing with td who's looking out for td you're dealing with us who's looking out for you okay and it doesn't cost you anything, okay so and then i go all right now i've got i've got like a really really good understanding as to if they're going to be loyal-ish, um, where they're at, if they're a type of client for us, you can get some, you can pick up mannerisms on the phone with how they're acting and responding and how engaged they are and how they're like appreciating what you're talking about. Um, and so there's a big benefit in going through that process up there. And then I'll ask them, um, so do you understand how a mortgage broker works? And shockingly, not a lot of people do. I would have to say it's probably 50-50. And of the 50% that do, they're, they're kind of like, maybe they kind of know. Like, it's crazy. You you would think that most people do, but we're still not there yet. We're getting there. We're gaining market share. And the consumers are uh, trying to understand what we do, which is okay. I'm okay with that because I let them know. And they go, yeah, I kind of have an idea or I don't. Can you just fill me in? And then that's why I go into my elevator speech about being a mortgage broker. And it's really quick. And it changes obviously sometimes based on you know what, where if I'm sitting or standing or my mood or whatever. But the gist is kind of the same. It is, you know, with working with myself, just upfront, I'm going to tell you there's zero cost. Okay, you will never pay me a dollar, and I let them know what I get paid. I go, I get paid one percent of the mortgage amount. Okay, so that's a good amount of money I get paid, and so we roll our sleeves up and we go to work for you, and we earn that money. Okay, so I like to be so transparent on everything. Um, and I feel like that builds a trust factor with them. And really, like they could Google that and find out if they really want. And I just tell them um, how much we are. I said 1% of the mortgage amount. And we work really, really hard for that. So we work with a lot of lenders. And I don't get into the whole spiel. I work with 20, 30 lenders um, because it feels inauthentic. I really work with a handful of lenders. And so it feels like I'm lying when I say that. Instead, I let them know, you know, I, you get to leverage my relationship. So we send volume because a lot of times you're with a brokerage and you're sending in $100 million or $50 million. So you are. Even if you're a new broker, you can say, we buy in volume. So in buying in volume from different lenders that you don't have access to, you get the ability to potentially lower rates, um, a wider range of products, less small print, and a quick turnaround time. Plus, you get me in your corner for the life of your mortgage. You have my cell number. I pick up my cell. And so you get that. So everywhere else out there in the world, the banks or whatnot, I know you don't get that. You have my cell number and you can call me at any time. So that's a big one. And then I say, you, as I mentioned before, you don't pay a dollar for this service. I hold your hand through everything the entire way. And I work for you. I don't work for the banks or the lenders. I have a relationship with them, but I don't work for them. So you get to leverage my relationship and our and our buying in volume. 
And they're like, great. That's all. I go, so how does that sound? And I ask them, like, how does that sound? That's great. And I said, okay. So let me walk you through what the next step is. I don't see any red flags here. Um, I, there's going to be something we're going to be able to piece together. But to, you know, we do some very extensive budgeting where we lay out all your budget options on a budget. We create a video where we walk you through it step by step. We answer all your questions and get you fully pre-approved, get your mindset right, give you the confidence so you can start going out there and putting offers in and knowing that we can come through and execute on it. That budgeting process and whatnot, it's pretty extensive. Is that something that would sound of interest to you? Yeah, it would. It would be great. I'd love to see the numbers and go, perfect. In order to do that, we have to look under the hood. And so that starts our pre-approval process. So this was like an introduction call to make sure that we're a fit. And from my perspective, things sound good. Um, so the next step would be jumping on an application phone call. So I can book that in for you right now. And then within after the application call, we're going to ask you for documents. I'm going to request documents after this call, actually, because now you've already asked the employment. So you can get the ball rolling. You can, between now and when the application call is, you can request those documents, however you do. You'll have them or some of them by the time you jump on the application call. You go, and then I let them know after that application call, like there's no back and forth. I don't even give them the option of, taking we used to hey we can send you an online app or application call because most people want to do the application call because stuff doesn't get lost in translation there's no back and forth there's no oh this software doesn't work or this button didn't work or they sent it in with without all the correct info or a typo like you're getting all the info in that application call and there's zero back and forth after that you've got a complete application with all the documents and i let them know after that it's 15 20 minutes We'll have all your documents within 24 to 48 hours. We'll turn around with our proposal, our pre-approval proposal, um, with a video explaining it. How does that sound? Wow, that sounds amazing. Okay, now they know the timeline. They know what's going on. You go, perfect. I'm going to put that call in. So we, I book it in someone else's calendar. So I have their calendar up. And I say, hey, you're going to do this with Craig Austin. He's my business partner. Um, yada, yada, yada. And if it's you, then you just have your calendar up. Now, what I used to do was depending on my time, I've got a lot of the application done from the conversation with them. You know, I don't need to know their business address. I, I usually have LinkedIn up so I can kind of see where they're at if they only had a year history because it's all on there. Um, so I'll go, hey, this is what I used to do. I don't do this now because I don't take those application calls anymore, but one man band, this worked really well. I would say, hey, I've got like well over half the application done. If you have another five, six, seven minutes, we could hammer out the rest of this and I could have you fully pre-approved on this call and I'll have those budgets to you within 24 hours. And they're like, oh, a lot of times, a lot of times. They're like, great, yeah, let's do it, okay. And now you're popping in, you're going birthday, address. Now you're just going through like Phylogics or whatever you're using. You're just going through it. You've got it up and you're entering it in and you're, you're saying to yourself, hey, I don't wanna go back to this person and ask them any more questions. Get it all in this call. And then you'll ask them for verbal consent for their credit, and then you'll send them a credit consent like right after. Okay, so then you've got your you've covered your ass there from a compliance standpoint. And then you go through their credit and you go, hey, I see you have a loan here of and I'll go through this on the application call, <clears throat> exactly how we do it. So let's just say they book the application call and they don't uh, carry on with it there. So there, you have a booked application call and you go, great. So I've got everything I need right now. I'm gonna send you an email with a request for the documents based on what you told me. Um, the sooner you get those in, the better. And I look forward to our call on you know Thursday at 2 p.m. 
uh, and you've already booked it in, I just go into my own calendar link or your own schedule once link and I book the call in as if they were booking it in and I go boom, boom, put all their info in. What is a pre-approval? Boom, boom, boom. And boom, it sends out a calendar invite to them and there you go. And then depending on what you use, is it Finmo, is it Velocity, is it emails, whatever you're using for upfront document collection, you'll send them an email there and they go, hey, thanks for the call. Um, everything, I'll take the notes that I took and I'll put those internally and in wherever you track your notes and I'll send them a go, hey, based on our call, in anticipation of our application call on Thursday at two, can you please send me a recent pay stub? And, you know, uh, I don't ask for a letter of employment if it's salary in that because I don't want them to have to get another one if it's just a pre-approval and whatnot. Um, or, you know, if it's self-employed, we go in and we ask them for the correct documents. You know, your T1 general, statement of business activities, to your NOA, or I'll let them know we have a service. I'll get into that another one, but that's what goes out in the email. And then you're done. And then I update the referral partner right after. So as they book their call, now let's go back a couple steps. The referral, the realtor sends you a, an introduction. You respond within an hour with your call. They click on the link, they book. You get a notification that they've booked a call, okay? You take that notification and you forward it to the referral partner and you go, FYI. They booked it, now they know they booked a call and I'll fill you in after the call, okay? And then after that call, I'll pop on, I'll let the referral partner know, you know, hey Tom, spoke with Sally, um, doesn't seem like any red flags, this is kind of going to be the range. Don't do anything yet. I have an actual application call booked on Thursday, and then we'll loop you in on the budgeting. And they know our process because that's how we operate. And they're like, great, good to know. And now, boom, they're taken care of. The client walks away. I know where they stand. I know if they're with RBC. I know if they're talking to RBC, another mortgage broker. And if they're taught, you know, if they do that, I'll do a podcast about that, how we handle that conversation. Um, but there you go. So you've walked away, you know a lot about this client, you've given them a clear path on how they're gonna get somewhere. You've told them what the next step is. It's not like, hey, and then we're gonna do this, 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 this. You've just told them the next step. The next step is get me documents and application call. You're not talking about fixed versus variable. You're not talking about, you don't get into those details on that call. A lot of times they're gonna to wanna to get in the weeds with you. And so I will ask them, at the end of that I'll go, okay, you know, I've got the information I've need. Uh, we've booked your call. Do you have any questions for me? Is there some we didn't answer? Some you were just dying to ask me? And then they'll ask, and you answer their questions. Okay. If they start going, what would you do? Fixed a variable, blah, blah, blah. You can give like a quick one, two sentence answer. But then you go, in all reality, we go through a deeper consultation. When you actually like buy a property, and we have a property to talk about. I don't want to explain. There's a lot of stuff to explain and go through. And if I go through it now, chances are you're not going to remember it. And it's really not relevant because a lot of things can change. So I'll give you kind of like a quick down and dirty answer, but we'll dive deeper later down the road. And that saves you both time and it saves you from going down rabbit holes of stuff that doesn't matter that might you might tell them answers to questions they didn't want to hear. Right. And then they might disqualify you already. So I keep it high level as possible. Because we want that first call to be 15, 20 minutes. So we power through it. Boom, 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 boom. Makes it seem efficient, tight, everything's good. Quick, on point, follow-up email, good to go. Okay? So how powerful is that? That right there, and then you decide if you want to work with them or not. 
from there. If you're hearing stuff in there it doesn't fit, then you know. If it's a B client and you don't deal B, you know. You And you don't set up the application call. You go, hey, like for us, we don't do B deals. We outsource them and take a referral. We don't want to do B deals. We do not want to do them. Did them, don't want to do them. Not our model. So we'll say, hey, great. This is why, you know, do you understand you belong in the B world? Like this is, there's A lender, Alt A, B. B serves a purpose. There's a reason they're there. Um, I'll do another podcast about that. But I'm rambling now. There you go. I hope that helps. That was a upfront call, 15, 20 minutes, accomplishes a lot of stuff, protects your business, um, and shows you as an efficient, effective expert. Um, there you go. That was the longest podcast I've ever done. Way too long. I hope there's a lot of value there. Okay. So five texts a day, go crush your kids. Um, thank you for listening. Please send emails, ryan at the VIP club.io check in the description below. Um, okay. Peace out. So here's the big question. How do mortgage brokers like us, who are in the trenches every single day, how do we consistently grow our business every year without working 60 hours a week? How do we get our skills and expertise out to the world and still have a life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I am Ryan Wiley, and welcome to the 12-Hour Broker Podcast.